This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. This is our slot when Jody Ramsey, Program Manager from the Mensch Network, introduces us to the Mensch Thought Leader of the Month. Jody will introduce us to Daniele Deliverto. Jody, over to you. Hi, Sharice, and thanks so much for having us on the slot again this month. It's been a while with all these Jewish holidays. Um, we are thrilled to have Danny um, in our network. As you know, Mensch is the organization that supports Jewish social change makers that work across wider South Africa. And we have about 120 registered network members, people such as Danny working in all different spaces. And Danny's also part of our food affinity group and he's doing such wonderful work that he absolutely had to be our October thought leader. And I won't even say too much more about him because he has all his stories and um, this amazing trailblazing approach that he took during COVID, he can tell you about, and what his motivation and drive is and belief is behind the work he does. Thank you, Jody. Uh, so the organization, Danny, that you started is Ladles of Love. And just before you joined, Jody was asking whether we know about it in Joburg, and yes, we do. I know you're Cape Town-based, but your reputation has uh, preceded you. Do you want to tell me a little bit about the start of Ladles for Lab? Thanks for having me, and it's it's wonderful to hear that um, people know of us in Johannesburg. Yes, so Ladles of Love was founded back in 2014. It was founded on an ancient Sanskrit word, seva, spelled S-E-V-A, which means giving of yourself, wanting nothing in return. And um, that very much inspired me when I learned that word. And being in the restaurant industry at the time, serving a soup kitchen just all clicked for me. And um, so I began serving a, a soup kitchen back uh, on a chilly Tuesday evening in July 2014. The interesting thing was when I decided to start the soup kitchen, uh, it was very interesting. I was telling my manager that we would start a soup kitchen once a week, but I said to him, guaranteed it's going to be more than just one soup kitchen. I, I didn't know why. I didn't know how. I just knew that that was the case. And so and so we began our first pot of soup back in July 2014. Fascinated by the fact that you started off in the restaurant industry. And I've often wondered about the relationship between food and waste. And I know we're going off a bit on a tangent, but to what extent is it easy to start off in that industry and move it to a soup kitchen? And to what extent is it a whole new concept? To start it when you're in the food industry is not difficult. The only, because you, you've got kitchen space, you've got the staff that can help you. The only thing you require is to make the choice, firstly, that you want to do it. And then secondly, to commit to doing it. Um, I think that's what Wide Ladles is where it is today was because I committed. I just knew it was, it just deep down knew it was my calling. So if you've got those two, then starting a soup kitchen is really easy. Food waste is tricky um, because, you know, it also depends. For me, what I found, for me, the soup kitchen was about serving fresh, nutritious food, food that is tasty and food that I would serve, that I would eat myself and serve to my family. That was really important. It didn't matter that people were homeless. They were human beings just like you and me. I am still very fussy about the food we use. And um, food waste is good as long as it's it's handled correctly, you know, and that 
you know, just because people are homeless, it doesn't mean you can just put any any rubbish in there. If the food is off, it's off. Rather recycle it. If you can reuse it, then yes, do. I mean, I've often used products that have expired, but um, especially like tin stuff and um, juice and stuff like that, it's got an expiry date, but it has not expired. It's just a health and safety issue that retail requires. So it's about managing the waste and, and using it properly. Where you can recycle, obviously recycle the waste. Where you can serve it, then yes, definitely do that. The relationship between profit, you mentioned the Sanskrit word that's giving of yourself with nothing in return. You're running a business. In a way, I'm assuming that your business, often people have a business and then they have an NGO or they have a business and they give or their business is giving. For you, it sounds like it's both. And if, yeah. is there a conflict of interest? Not a conflict of interest. Is there a conflict of interest for you, not for them? Not at all. Look, I mean, when I started in the, in the, when I started, I was still in the restaurant industry. I, I, I left back in 2019 because between ladles and, and the restaurant, it was just becoming too much. And, and I think I was done with the food industry and, um, I knew I had to make a choice. And so it was my life. Uh, my change in my career basically but there's definitely isn't conflict um you know um even to bring that um that what do you, what do you call it to bring in that that sense of giving back to the community i think is very important for the business um you know it brings in uh, it brings in a good energy into the business uh, it encourages the staff to be part of it and all that stuff. So, so there's definitely no conflict of interest. And then where it does get interesting is when you run your nonprofit, if you see it as a charity, that's what it remains is a charity. But if you want to create impact, you then need to run it like a business. It needs to have the, it needs to have the income. It needs to have the expenses and it needs to have reserves. So your donations coming in need to exceed the expenses going out. There's definitely no conflict of interest at all. But you were able to bring your business skills, and that probably explains why it's Ladles of Love started as a soup kitchen serving homeless once a week and today serves thousands of vulnerable children and families. What was that leap start with? For me, Ladles of Love, I almost feel as I've become the vehicle for Ladles of Love. I Running a business, it's very much, you, you, you're looking, it's, you're profit-driven, whereas in a non-profit, you purpose-driven. What I have learned is that you, if nowadays, today, all businesses need to be purpose-driven first, and then profit will follow. But that growing, there were two things that when I learned the Sanskrit word sever, there were two things the teacher shared with me. He says, number one, when you perform sever, there's two things that will happen. Number one, you will always be provided for. And number two, as you grow, so your shoulders will grow to take on the responsibility. And and I vouch for that because that's what's happened with me and Ladles of Love. We've we've always we've always had we've never been short of anything. And as Ladles has grown, so I've been able to take on whatever's come my way. And for me, pre-COVID, I for me when I reflect, the first five years was pretty much my foundation building for COVID, so that. When COVID hit, I was ready for it. And had I not had the five years before, I don't think ladles would be where it is today. So let's call it faith and trust. It's amazing because I was going to say to you, you know, how COVID impacted on it and the need 
during COVID, I mean, I don't know, I, I don't know how to quantify it because yeah. you can't quantify the kind of desperation that yeah. people are experiencing. And, and I just wondered then also in terms of other organizations during COVID, did you work together and how did you manage during COVID? Ladles worked. I mean, we connected with a lot of soup kitchens out in the community. So without them, we would not have sent out the food that we, we have. Uh, without them, the hot meals would not have been prepared and cooked and served to the people. Collaboration is is highly important. Working with other organizations that are doing the same thing, when you're both going on the same direction, it gets a bit tricky because, you know, it's like you're trying to fundraise for your own organization because you, you need the money. It's not about saying, oh, it's my organization. I want to grow my organization. It's about saying, I've got 250 soup kitchens that I need to support and I need X amount of rand and I can't really support you right now because I'm barely supporting myself. You know, it's, it's trying to find that balance. Um, I am working with a couple of shelters, um, that are supporting homeless and uh, rehabilitating homeless. So I am working with shelters. I'm working with the humanity hub where we, we're trying to encourage homeless off the street. So, so, so you try and work. I'm working with other farmers, urban farmers to try and support their organization. So, so you, you just find the people that you click and then you can work in collaboration, but collaboration, you can't do it on your own. It's impossible. Danny, my last question to you, we've looked at the technicalities of it, but we haven't brought the human aspect to it. And I think we've got time for kind of one story of a connection between you and perhaps a homeless community or person specifically, where you felt you'd made such a difference. Sure. If I tell you, firstly, let me just state, I don't do it to get that in return. But what, what I have also learned about Severs is when you give, wanting nothing in return, what is not negotiable is you will get back in return. And I'm not saying a bank full of money. I'm saying that, like you said, the interactions. Um, I can, I, I've had a bunch of homeless people arrive outside my restaurant when I was still there with a bunch of flowers and start, start singing Christmas carols to me. When I look at um, the volunteers that arrive at the soup kitchen and you just see complete strangers work in sync all of a sudden, gender, color, religion, all that falls away and you just watch human beings working together. It's those interactions, the, the endless messages that we get from our soup kitchens to say, without ladles of love, we would not have served the people. We are so grateful to you. So the thank yous that we get and the gratitude that we get from people is and it's that it's 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 uh, when I walk on the streets of Cape Town and they go Papa Danny or Uncle Danny how's it and I'm running on the prom and they're saying Uncle Danny how's it Mr D you know and it just makes it all worthwhile you know and and when the beneficiaries come and they hug you and, and it's those moments you know but it, you don't do it for that but that's what happens and and it just yeah the, some of the beautiful messages I can't even begin to explain so it's wonderful. And if anybody would like to learn more about Ladles of Love or get involved, what should they do? Best is to go onto our website, Ladles of Love, L-A-D-L-E-S, ladlesoflove.org.za. Everything's on there. Um, register, register for our newsletter. We send out a weekly newsletter, so that keeps you updated. If you are in Cape Town and you want to volunteer, register to be a volunteer, and we send out a weekly newsletter as well to all our volunteers to explain what's going on. And if you want to make a donation, 
our donation page is there and we've got all we've got PayPal, PayFast, SnapScan, direct debit, direct EFT. So I think the website is the best and that'll keep you up to date. Thank you so much for joining me and good luck. I hope it continues to grow from strength to strength. Thank you very much. That was Danny Deliberta from Ladles of Love, introduced by Jody Ramsey, project manager from the Mensch Network.